Welcome to We Heard About Pluto, a Psych Rewatch podcast. I am your host, Regs, alongside my additional host, George and JP. What is up, fellas? Cracks me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> the additional additional, hosts? Yeah. My additional hosts. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> See, I should just say the additional hosts. No, like no, my no, additional no. hosts, it makes it still I, I, Don't I change actually, the thing. Yep, <laughs> I'm with George. Keep it, keep it how it is. All right. <laughs> As long as it's getting a laugh, that's all I care yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> this is glad episode. to be back. Yeah, this has been it's been a minute since we've all gotten on. How are you guys doing? Good. Can't complain. Yeah, things have been good. Good. Good to hear. This is episode seven now. We're in the throes of the first season. Very exciting stuff. Halfway done. Wow. This is we're pretty much at the halfway point. I think here. It's moving. It's moving, it's moving along. Quick. Yeah, it's it's. There's it's, yeah. I mean, I. They they they're t- they're taking a lot of chances. There's 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 not really like a generic episode in the season so far. Every no. one of them is like a genre uh, episode or just a, a really big story. Um, mm-hmm. So good for them. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but it really like each episode. We we said it early on when we were recording that like you could really drop in anywhere, and all these episodes kind of feel, or at least the good majority of them feel like this is like an established show, like season three mm-hmm. or four, you know, we're yep. diving in and yeah. keeps reinforcing Completely that point. But yeah, so episode seven, halfway through, it's called Who You Gonna Call? Another little fun pun. Um, pun, I don't get it. Um, it's from a movie, I think. I'm not familiar mm. with it either. I had to look I don't, it up. I, I, my religion doesn't let me watch movies. I think I it was, was Jost Busters. Oh, I thought it was... <laughs> Colin jokes busters. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was phone booth, but that makes oh. more sense. Uh, <laughs> phone booth was fun. <laughs> All right, should we get to the recap then? Then we can dive in. Let's do it. Hit it. Right, do cool. it. Cool. I got it. All right. So in our flashback, 1986, we got young Sean running to the house, being pursued by a bully. Uh, after explaining the situation to Henry, his father, Sean is forced to go back outside and confront the bully. and great parenting henry as always just number one one, dad of the year he sends his dog his son out to the freaking dogs and then sells him out after Mm -hmm. he does what he says i know at first i'm like okay kind at the very start of this i'm like okay a little redeeming for henry he's teaching his son i think a kind of a good lesson don't run away from your problems but then proceeds to act classic henry fashion totally insane what does he think is going to happen to sean now yeah Sean's gonna get his ass kicked. He's gonna get his ass kicked. Sells him right down the river. I don't. Yeah, I just really heel turn right at the end there. Yeah. Also, how well does Henry hear? That they were far away. Thank you. I was thinking that same exact thing. On the okay, roof. that's a really good point. <laughs> it's a big yard. Yeah, he, he does have a boom mic. Actually, he's he was listening in. That's not from production. No, he's just got he hears like a bat. He's just sitting, he's sitting on his porch with like a 30-foot boom mic. <laughs> he's he's also got a backup clip to, to Sean's lapel. <laughs> now, Sean, before you go and talk to the bully, let me put this in the back and we're gonna run it up the front of your shirt. <laughs> yeah, so Henry acts insane, total buzzkill at the end of that flashback. Um we move to the present day, though, and Sean and Gus are arriving at the office of Dr. Blinn, a psychiatrist who had been killed by a blow to the head. Um, Lassiter throws them out of the crime scene shortly after they arrive. They go back to the psych office, and a new client, Robert Dunn, played by Frank Whaley, 
asked the asked the two to help him, believing that he's being haunted by ghosts. I'll uh, tell you, I no, I will say this: yes. Frank Whaley was especially believable because he's haunted by the ghost of all the roles that Edward Norton stole from him. <laughs> oh, wow! It's a it was I that's a, it's a method type of performance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I, and, and look, Frank Whaley, I think. Ex- absolutely exceptional actor. Yeah, I think that, that that he really didn't get the chance to to have the career I think he should have. But he also, I, I, as far as I can tell, he suffers from that same disease that Robin Robin Williams did in that movie where he was a uh, he was a Lover. kid but he was an adult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, like, Frank Whaley is perpetually eighteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen him in a in a few i haven't seen him as in as much stuff but i looked at his imdb page and he is yeah he's a always working looks like he's in a lot of oh, stuff he's, like, just he like, is a busy man yeah oh, yeah a lot plus of TV. he's still getting that swing kids money baby that's right <laughs> then he was in field of dreams too i thought i saw it's yeah but uh oh my god yeah yeah, yeah. cool that they're getting these uh these cameo appearances but yeah so he's there he's in the office he thinks he's being haunted by ghosts sean and gus agree to take the case um they go to his house to spend the night and sean's not buying it at first gus is 100 sold that there's definitely a ghost involved um very quick <laughs> he's got his ghost hunting kit and everything ready to go um uh, but they stay the night and the house catches on fire and then um the sean and gus are uh, oh I, I, I moved ahead damn it this has been a minute so they assist him. They go to his house. Sean finds evidence pointing to Dunn's ex-girlfriend that committed the crimes. Then the house catches on fire. Mm-hmm. They then uh, they then leave and they talk to Lassiter and Juliet, who believe it's some sort of Regina Kane who's been committing the the who committed the murder. And then Sean and Gus leave to go talk to that ex-girlfriend. Her alibi checks out. Sean gains another lead, and they return from her house and are almost rammed off the road. And the driver fleeing the attempt. Another. I- it's like the one weakness of the first season is they right. can't come up with ways to try to kill Sean other than someone running him <laughs> off the road. His biggest vulnerability hey. is a car. Don't. <laughs> that's my biggest vulnerability too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's why I get upset. It's my kryptonite. I'm like, oh, the one thing that I'm not a that car. Kill me. <laughs> Anything but a car. Yeah. A fast traveling vehicle attempting to hit me. No. <laughs> could be worse. Could be public transit coming after him. Oh, okay, oh, yes, that yeah. would be <laughs> that would be much worse. Oh. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually immune to buses. Oh, wow. Oh, you got to teach me your ways. <laughs> by so many buses. Uh, but they after the the driver tries to run him off the road, they return to Robert's house. They discover a secret room in the attic, which is filled with women's clothing and accessories. Sean realizes that Robert himself is Regina King, and then he unknowingly suffers from multiple personality disorder. They find Robert and trigger his Regina personality, but it turns out not to be violent. They decide that there has to be a third personality, a violent one. Mm, wow. Sean realizes that it is Martin Brody, who is the likely <laughs> the person who tried to take them out. Uh. Remembering that Regina scheduled a meeting with another doctor, Sean and Gus alert the police and rush to the doctor's office, st- stopping Martin right before he kills the next doctor. That's it. That is that's it. it, folks. That's, that's the recap. That was it. It was a good episode. Uh, uh, five forks. <laughs> five forks. Nice. Wow. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Plate Club. 
What? <laughs> it's got to get at least four. The gold, should we start the Golden Pineapple Club? Ooh. Oh, well, I don't man. know that any of the episodes have, have earned that uh, the Golden yeah. Pineapple yet. Well, we're doing it out of ten. Be, yeah, too. it's got to be like all... All nines or tens. At least nines or tens. I was yeah. going to say maybe even 9.5 or 10. Yeah. I mean, we're very... well, we've got, I mean, now if we're going by fork rules, it would have to be eight pineapples or higher. Would be golden pineapple. Yeah, but we're, we're doing our own thing. We are doing our own thing. So. That's true. <laughs> Legally distinct. <laughs> we're to borrow their shit, but we're doing our own thing here. Platinum <laughs> Pineapple Club. Perfect yeah. score across the board. <laughs> it's made of onyx. <laughs> The Onyx Pineapple Club. <laughs> we are doing. Uh, I feel like we're very generous. To, we. Oh, I don't know. I, we all love the show too. We love yeah. the show more than they love the food that they're eating. I think so. We're going to have a lot of episodes uh, there. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Well, what did you guys think? TBD. What did you guys think of this one though? So I. I'll just jump in with it, and I don't want to hammer the point home too much. But I think my biggest problem with the issue it was so accurate in terms of its depiction of multiple personality disorder that i found it to be too scientific and a little just in impenetrable you know it was just this is the modern no dude it was problematic it was a very problematic uh uh representation here mm-hmm yeah, it was. And it felt to me too like I, I completely agree with you, JP. And it's it's strange because it felt like they thought they were making a good statement on it. It may have even been progressive yeah. at the time. Yes. It's that's exactly what it is. I think that um Frank Whaley's performance when he's playing the woman is it's like he couldn't. It, it either he could have done it incredibly comically like Bugs Bunny dressing up as a woman, mm-hmm. or he could have played hilarious. it very seriously, uh, hilarious and sexy, um, or he could have played it very seriously. And in fed, uh, instead, he just like, he hit it in a weird point. And so it almost felt like, I know that it wasn't his intention, but it almost felt like he was mocking. Like he, he uh-huh. was like mocking women. And, and it was just, I, I don't know. I, I it, it's it's funny because I like so much of this episode, but I just think that that it, it, it was something that was hard for me to get over as a, as the episode continued. I agree with that. Yeah, it's it seemed like they and you put it in a good way where it's like, yeah, he's not he's not really going in one direction or the other with the character. You know, it's kind of like hanging in the middle, which makes it a little bit more uncomfortable. And you're right. I was watching. I'm like, I don't know how to. It doesn't seem right to me. It just doesn't feel like it's. I don't know. It does. It, it felt problematic to me just watching it, but um, I'm inter- I was interested to hear your takes on it too. And the, too, the you know when this episode was made in two, like it's not that long ago to yeah. think that like the dialogue on this kind of subject has changed so much over the course of you know, what a decade. I think this was yeah. came out in 2006 or so. No, so George, I, I I I jumped in and I, I I didn't even give you the chance to talk. And we're going to continue <laughs> that. So, Riggs, what's your next question? <laughs> Let me just mute George here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, get in there. Um, no, I I uh, agree with a lot of what you guys are putting down. I will say that I don't know that Frank Whaley's performance struck me so weirdly. I think that more the reaction of Sean, yeah, struck me a little bizarrely That's in true. terms of when. He was like, oh, like they're gonna chop off his uh and then like <laughs> it was like, oh, all right, Sean. Um 
And uh, I thought, I will say that I thought that Gus handled himself pretty well in terms of, I think that if, if they were looking for some cheap conflict, it would have been very easy for them to be like, no way, that's so gay. I'm not going to yeah. like talk to mm-hmm. him. And like, uh, and when he's all dressed up as a woman and uh, to their credit, that's not the route that they went. They didn't take that cheap conflict uh, route. And uh, like I said, I think that they may have, been progressive at the time you know i was i was not involved in uh i didn't have a cultural awareness in 2006 certainly Completely. to uh, or 2016 yeah when was this 2006 that's yeah. a long ass time ago for me yeah i was 13 years old it's <laughs> like you are a baby but yeah. no so, I, I i george i agree with you wholeheartedly and i think that you know i'm i'm watching another sitcom that was big in the 90s um and there's a lot of gay panic that is presented as a, like they're trying to be progressive, but they still will hit the joke of just like, oh, you kissed a you the boy wants to kiss the other boy, like, yeah. and it, it's it's and, and that was a decade before this, and I think that it it is reflective of kind of they're in a the messaging is much better, and they don't hit those obvious jokes that they could have. So I, yeah. I think in that regard, you're absolutely right. Um, as far as the episode itself, uh, I don't know if we were trying to keep this secret, but we we watched this twice. And, we did. Um, I think that this is an episode that really benefited from watching it twice, because first of all, the first time, um, this is the kind of episode where I was like, I remember this episode existing. I do not remember the way it shakes out. And so the first time watching it was I was very much invested in the plot itself. Um, but this time going through. Uh, I really got to listen to some of the dialogue a little better. And this was a really well-written episode in terms of like just fun moments, like Juliet being like, my grandpa loved Pete Rose. Like what a fun little. Yeah. Thing. <laughs> um, I mean, as a Philly boy, you probably have a lot of love for Pete Rose too. I, I think Pete Rose is delightful. And I think uh, the, am I clear like butter where everyone just like looks at each other for a second um the the wilting flower whole thing even the score in that like when sean is revealing that he was in fact the one behind the wall mm-hmm. uh and talking to gus it's a great moment love that. and it's really benefited because there's this hilariously over the top and indulgent score that's really rising up yeah. as it's happening and then it cuts out completely as sean is like dude it was me like <laughs> It's just it's all it's a lot of little touches that I think really help this episode flourish. That's that's a huge point, because I think that that a lot of the affection that I have for this show comes from the fact that their editing, their joke timing, their use of sound effect and music, it it, it, it punctuates moments like that in such a great way. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's there's hand holding, like having a laugh track on a show, but then there's, there's this, which I think is a little more organic and the audience is feeling what you want them to feel. And yeah, I think that's a really good point. They really, they nail like that moment. And yeah. that's, that's one of the best moments of the episode. The, the reveal that, that, 
<laughs> Gus believes in ghosts because <laughs> Sean Sean had the wherewithal to hide a walkie-talkie in the drywall. Like, yeah, just the coolest so prank of it's all time. Amazing! It's yeah. perfect. It's uh, legendary. Two other lines I wanted to call out before we moved on to this were: uh, "It's not blood," and then Gus goes, "Enjoy your hepatitis." <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. And then when they're talking to the to the ex girlfriend. And Sean is like Martin Brody, the police detective from Jaws. And she's like, yeah, how did you know? And he goes, because I've seen Jaws. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, really made me laugh. Uh, just just a really just a funny episode, I thought. Yeah, the um, piling on that that scene, too, with uh, when he's talking with like the, I, I forgot what their cover story is, but like there's some sort of art dealers are opening up yeah. a new museum talking about uh, the Louvre too. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Oh man. The Louvre too. The Louvre too. <laughs> it's good though. And he's got, I mean, Sean, he is, he's like, it's, it's funny. Cause he's, he is difficult to like sometimes in these episodes, especially we haven't even touched on the assistant portion. Yes. Um, yeah. Which is yeah. That was the, that was almost that was its own set of problematic issues. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sex is fuck. Yeah. Sean just keeps getting canceled in season one. Like, right. like they. I think they learn pretty quickly, and like we. It's lasting you know, longer I, than I thought it did, though. Same. same. I was trying to tell you guys. Yeah. It, it, it's like all of season one that that wow. he's a bit of a creep. Yeah. Well, we're halfway. We're halfway. We're halfway <laughs> through it. His character totally changes. Um, not really, but kind of. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't. I, it was. It, it, I agree with you, George. It benefited a lot on the rewatch. I caught some things that, like, I didn't the 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 first time. So, it, and just kind of getting more of a picture and just rewatch. I mean, you know, I'll rewatch a psych episode whenever. I love it. They're fun. So- it's it's funny. We just last night, uh, Claire put Psych on when she was going to bed. I went to bed a little later than her. We kept it on. We 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 are one of those couples that has the TV playing a show all night. Nice. Um, and Psych was on all night, and I kept waking up like and hearing something and being like, "Oh yeah, that's the best thing I ever heard. I love this show. This show is so great." Like I, it definitely. I, I it's yeah. just the growing pains of season one and. They're so, as you guys were saying, they're so far along in season one anyway. Like they're so ahead of the curve in terms mm-hmm. of the show finding its footing that like even even the misses in season one or the things that are not fully fleshed out, they're still doing a great job. Yeah, boy. I agree. It's I a, agree. A very still enjoyable show. I mean, like it's, I, I, uh, I, I haven't, I don't know if I've hated or disliked really any episode. I think we've had one that we were kind of cool on, but all yeah. of them I'm still... It's a thrill ride. It's a fucking thrill ride going <laughs> so through. True. It's such a good fucking show. It's a it's just shit fuck. Yeah. Um, fucking shit. <laughs> um, I want to run past something past you guys. Please. Uh, so when they go up into the attic, yes, I noticed that there was a stuffed bird hanging there. Okay. And I have been watching a lot of Psycho recently oh. for my other podcast plug plug <laughs> um, unprecedented. i don't understand why you're watching psycho for your other podcast friends uh, and i really was kind of struck by some interesting psycho vibes in this one because the stuffed birds are a huge thing for norman and then the blacking out and dressing up as a woman in the attic of his house Really giving me yeah. some interesting psych oh vibes. 
Wow. You know, I hey, see what you did there. <laughs> That's all I'm saying is open your eyes, sheeple. <laughs> well, it would have wow. been. They do that wow. a lot where they make these uh, subtle references to other pop culture. At- yeah. And so this is kind of where I was leading leading to is, is do you think that this is before they really had the like the authority to just be like, we're doing a pastiche episode that this was them being like, how can we do psycho while still updating it for the current world and, and putting it in psych um, in case we don't get another season. I, I think that's astute as hell. And I actually, I want to go and like, take a look again. I, I actually want to go and watch psycho again and then watch this episode again and see, cause I, you're, there's, you're absolutely right, and there's absolutely parallels there. And the 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 use of the stuffed bird, I didn't even notice that. That's that's got. I mean, in a show that prides itself on pastiche and 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 parody, mm-hmm. I mean, the only show I've ever seen do it even more is Community. Yeah, but this show that's a big part of how, of what they do. And yeah, I, I'm I'm fully buying into that. I came oh, yeah. up with that idea. That's my idea. I came up <laughs> with that and I'm telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I do have something along those same lines though. Maybe we can collaborate because I have a, a brand new thing to introduce to this show. Wow. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Is little... it where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really milking that cow to, <laughs> to get it all across all the content that I'm putting out. Um, uh, no, it's uh, a little segment, a little mini segment that I came up with. I call it Psych Easter Eggs. Wow. And of course, we're going to have to use an acronym to abbreviate that to make it um, shorter. You guys we'll, can figure we'll, out. We'll come Here, up, we'll come the up the with the next I can't think of one. We'll come up with one. Yeah. Here's a theme song. Oh, I love it. I love it right to it. Okay. So <laughs> that would uh, fit in with the site. What, George, what you just said, the psych Easter, the, if that is true. I think to answer your question, though, yeah, I, 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 I feel like it, I didn't notice it, but now that you mention it, it, I, it probably was intentional, at least in my it's opinion. So in, yeah, it's so in line with what they do on the show. Now, right. before we get into your PP talk, or I guess we, we you introduced P. <laughs> P. Um, Thank let you. Me, let me ask you guys, uh, another thing that makes your P uh, smell good, I can't back that up, is <laughs> pineapples. Um, oh. and, and I want honesty now. This is your second time watching it. So let me ask each of you, did you spot the pineapples the first time? Did you spot the pineapples the second time? Uh, let's start with Riggs. Riggs, did you spot the pineapples? Okay, well, first, before you totally blow past that world-class segue that you just did, um, <laughs> hats off to you, sir. But no, I did not spot the pineapple the first time. I did, however, spot it the second time because I knew what to look for. So Okay, uh, okay. before we get into it, uh, George, did you spot the pineapple the first time? Did you spot it the second time? I did not spot it the first time and I up and forgot about it the second time. <laughs> I'm, and I'm with George. I'm with George. Okay, Riggs, why don't you tell us where you saw pineapple in this episode? Okay, I will tell you ex- right now. It's at... This doesn't count, by the way, for the for the official tally. This does mm. not count because it was your second time through, and you had been told where it is. Total, no, one hundred percent. I don't. I wouldn't want the oh, point, wow. even if it was That's awarded right. to me. And I think the score. I think the score is an even one each because of how obvious it was in the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, we're, it's, yeah it's, we're, it's all it's all even. It's all yeah. We're all on the board at least, which is good. Um, okay, yeah. So it's at Robert's house, and there's an open box of pizza which has pineapple chunks on it. Wow. That's one. That's and one. Did you spot the second? I did. Yeah, there is um a pineapple-shaped perfume bottle yes! on the, her makeup dresser. Yes! Yeah. Incredible. 
All right. So, so, so ladies and gentlemen, it only takes us hearing what the answer is (laughs) and then watching the episode again for us to possibly one third of us, one third third of us. us. Yeah, (laughs) it was really something. And I will be honest that I forgot about a good chunk of the episode. I didn't even, and it's pineapple chunks. How fun is that? And I just said chunk. Um, I know. Right. Wow. Yeah, so oh, I, and it it's starts re- with the letter P. Which oh is, my God. It was an Easter egg. It's Easter eggs, psych Easter eggs, P-E-E. Yes. All over that pineapple. Um, before we get this, this off the psych Easter egg, the one I wanted to mention for this one is that um, Frank Whaley was chosen for the role of Robert due to his role as the ghost of Archie Graham in the movie Field of Dreams. There you go. Uh, okay yeah he's really good in that he is really and he, good he looks like he looks like he's 18 in that and he then, also looks like friggin norman bates now that i'm thinking about it he does have oh, a goodness shit. freaking gracious you're, you're right about that <laughs> that's crazy i have now i want to watch the episode a third time to yeah, try Frank, to like pick up more on that plus Frank, Frank, the, Frank, like, come on come on the, come on the show and and you can we can talk about field of dreams we can talk about psych we can talk about psycho yeah that was an influence on him because also mm. The reveal of the the third personality being the reveal that he himself is the violent one. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Right. Every friggin' thing about this lines up, guys. Yep. <laughs> we wow. yeah, yeah, I really, George, 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 I really, I really think here. you're onto something here. We're I actually think you may have case. affected my rating on this one. I, I think <laughs> I think you've really between that and pointing out the good jokes, I think you've really affected my rating. Wow. Me well, too. I've affected my own rating. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should probably. We we should well we got to do Gus Gush before we get to oh the yeah ratings. I have so one too so go for it all right I love the silent treatment in the in the car oh my I think it is so kidnapping. fucking funny yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like writing shit down because he's like we are not we did not come all the way up here we're still gonna do it but I'm just gonna fucking silent treat you uh, I loved it it's classic Gus baby. Pretty mild punishment for being uh, drugged and kidnapped, sure. I will say. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> um, I'll jump in. I, I will say it for me, it is the seriousness and the slow, dark tone <laughs> with which he tells the story mm. of the ghost. The ghost. <laughs> like I like I it just because it's Dulé Hill doing his best, but it's also it, it's just it's so telling of the story of Gus and Sean and like what their lives have been together. And like, yeah. here he is at like 30 years old and doesn't even realize that, that Sean yet again was just fucking goofing all over him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. That's running. His that. Talk about a slow burn prank. Yeah. yeah right? Seriously. Good for Sean for never bringing it up, man. I know. Well, he clearly, it seemed like he forgot. Sean forgot yeah. about the prank until Gus yeah. told him probably because Sean has done this like millions of times (laughs) ruining gus's life he's got walkie-talkies in uh asbestos piles (laughs) friggin all over (laughs) mine is um i love i I feel like it's classic gus jp it's kind of in the i think it's in the same area as yours uh or the same scene i should say where they decide to go hunt hunt the uh hunt the ghost and gus Mm has like this, all the equipment ready to go. He's got the magnifying <laughs> glass. That's right. Of course, of course, Gus has a ghost hunting kit. Like, there of course he does. Zach Baggins, your heart out. There, sh- there should have been a crossover between Psych and Supernatural. I would have loved that shit. Wow. Oh, that'd be cool. 
It seems like they would they did they exist at the same time? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Supernatural. I think the first season of Supernatural was two thousand six. Oh yeah, uh, wow. And, but that show ran for that show just finished like last year. So oh, I never watched it. Wow. Oh my god. I, the I first couple of seasons are 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 great, and then there's a lot of seasons. There's so <laughs> many shows that I need to watch. I just watch Psych for like the possible to catch time. up. Yeah, <laughs> it is. There's too much. There's too All right. Much. Well. That's good. We have different Gus gushes again. That's cool. Wow. A little diversity. I mean, Gus is so lovable. We should all be gushing all the time. Right? I mean, we, yeah. All right. Well, J- JP, teased, JP and George teased this earlier about their rankings being affected by George's words. So why don't we um, why don't we get to that now since we're we're coming up on it here? But JP, you wanna you wanna dive in there with your Yeah, no, so I, I think I think George really nailed it that. I think we run the risk of only looking at the show through a modern lens. And I think that that can sometimes get in the way of, of trying to objectively view the episodes. And I think George really pointed out some very funny things and some well-written things. And I'm going to, I'm going to bump my score. I, it's still, it's still not one of my favorite episodes. And I still, as much as there's some cool stuff, I still think that it is a little bit problematic. Um, and it's also one that I just kind of like, when it came up, when we all watched it the first time, I was like, I had forgotten about this episode. It's not really one that stands out to me. So I'm going to give this one seven and a quarter. Seven oh, and a quarter pineapples. Wow. Quarter. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Nope. I introduced, we can do quarters now. Okay. okay. All right. Seven, that would be like two pineapple leaves. <laughs> it's like I think. a couple of spikes, I think. So yeah. Little spikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll allow it. Um, not that I'm in charge or anything yeah, like no. that. <laughs> and Riggs, Riggs, I'm going to pass it to you. I, I, I feel like uh, you always take the reins and make us go first. So Riggs, why don't you tell us your opinion of this episode? Of course. Yes. Thank you for asking. I, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't ask you. I demanded you. I you demanded did, that you. <laughs> you were so stern with me right now. What would you think of the episode, Riggs? <laughs> Riggs, good tell cop, us what got, you thought, God damn it. We got a real good cop, bad cop thing going on. Um, <laughs> I like, I mean, I liked it though. I'm, I'm kind of with you, JP. Like it's not, and uh, I'll, to borrow your phrase, like it's not a memorable episode to me. Like I forgot, I forgot about it before I watched, like there's some that like, oh, the Civil War one, I remember watching this one or like, you know, I didn't really remember this one until I rewatched it. It is, it does have some problematic stuff, which I did not care for. I mean, the assistant stuff and then the, the Frank, some of the Frank Whaley stuff. I think it could have been a lot worse at the time and it it comes off a lot worse now but not to excuse it i just think that they thought they were doing something good and whatnot or making a good message and you know whatever you know it, at the I, very I, least not being harmful right exactly so that's a very good point yeah i mean for what it's worth i mean it's, but again it, it's not one of my favorites still very funny a lot of very funny lines and i love like the the psycho stuff that george pointed out that that earns a whole, maybe a whole pineapple for me. And cause it really makes a lot of sense. Um, the gusta great. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll go, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to price this right. JP. Um, <laughs> and we're doing quarters now. So I feel like I have to do quarters. I'm going to go seven and three quarters. Pineapple. Nice. Wow. Respectable score. Respectable yeah. score. I feel like it's too high though. Like I, I, I built it up. I feel like it's for a lower score, but no, I'm sticking with it. And I didn't go first, so I can't change my score as we yeah, all know. You're locked in. I'm locked in seven and three quarters. Seven George, and go ahead. three quarters. Um, here's the thing. Like I said, as I kind of talked it out, 
I feel like this episode kind of grew on me and getting, I think some, you know, seeing people be like, yeah, that makes sense about the idea kind of reaffirmed it to myself. Cause it was a little half baked when I was coming in. Um, but, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense and it does make me like the episode more. And I was already coming in having enjoyed it more the second time, um, with all the jokes and stuff. And, um, you know, I don't want to be like, oh yeah, this is a perfect episode because certainly it's not. We barely touched on the the assistant stuff, but that sucks the whole way through. <laughs> yeah, that, that's and, and book ends really blow it here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and you know, like we said, you know, they're not trying to be harmful, but you, sometimes uh, you can be without trying, mm-hmm. and that sucks. Yep. But that's definitely <laughs> them's the breaks. <laughs> um, and. The capper on this all is that even if I like the psycho theory, uh, this is what, like 43 minutes with uh, with no commercials yeah. for, ju- for just an hour more. You could just watch psycho. <laughs> <laughs> so, And I got to tell you, folks, psycho is better than this episode. You've got a so, lot of psycho DVDs behind you that it looks like you've been trying to sell. I don't know if this is <laughs> tying into your theory at all. No, hey, dude, come on. <laughs> don't, don't sell Buy me one like psycho, that. get one psycho free. Yeah. I'll, I'll throw in a psycho too. It's they better than you expect. They don't look like the movie though. It looks like, you know, like throw those movies. Psycho 2, the movie that everyone's dying for. Dude, it's, it's, I'm telling you, it's better than people expect. Check it out out there. George, George says, check it out. <laughs> got the george guarantee there that's right that's right but anyway uh my point is is that uh it's good it's not great uh i think that it has its its glaring flaws but despite them it is enjoyable uh and for that reason i am going to price is right Riggs as well and Damn. i'm gonna say eight pineapples Damn. on this wow um i think that uh there's a lot of fun stuff. I, I also, we didn't talk about the Juliet and Lassiter, like little side plot there, but they had some fun stuff going on. The, why, why don't you knock? And she's like, we're in a police station. There's no door. Um, it's just, a, you know, some of their fun relationship. So uh, there's a lot of good stuff in it, despite itself. I totally agree. Very, very good score. And you're right. We didn't, I feel like we've got a lot. There was a lot to kind of dig into with the main storyline. We didn't even touch on like Laster trying to woo back his ex-wife and failing shooting those figurines at the end, which I thought was really cool. I do cool. like the shooting the figurines. Yeah, it was a cool Laster moment. <laughs> that guy's a psycho. <laughs> Speaking of, good Lord. Yeah, there we go. Um, but yeah, he's, it, it was, it was fun, but like, like we said, where you have to kind of separate yourself from the reality of these characters, yeah, right? because yeah. that would be very scary. In yeah. real life. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be around that person. Like yeah. a loose cannon. <laughs> um, any, uh, any change on your score there, JP, or you're, you're comfortable with where you were at? I'm comfortable where I'm at. It's, 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 I, I, you guys make valid points. I still, it's just not ever going to, it's not going to be up there on the Pantheon for me. So yeah, Yeah, that makes sense to me. JP has the opportunity to price this right after we did it to him and doesn't very honorable, (laughs) very honorable. Sticking with it. (laughs) I have faith in my own, uh, my own judgment here. Hell yeah. All right. Well then I think that wraps it up. Why don't we just do some quick plugs and we'll get the hell out of here. All right. Riggs, what do you got to plug? Um, I got, uh, well, this podcast, first of all, make sure you listen to this, follow us at herd Pluto pod, right. At, on Twitter. Yeah, that's right. And, um, rate review us and, and like it and say nice things. And then for me, I, um, at Riggs eight one five on Twitter and Twitch, I do another podcast with one of my buddies called jargon boys. Um, and then I do a 
uh, stream on Wednesday nights called Happy Hour with Regs. It uh, starts at six o'clock on Wednesday nights where I just uh, do a power half hour and play some games. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't joined in, it's a lot of fun. He doesn't take my suggestions on where Carmen San Diego <laughs> is. I don't think he's caught her yet. No, I keep telling him where she is. Sounds like there's a connection really there. Yeah. Slipping through <laughs> my fingers. Yeah, you keep mm-hmm. suggesting things that aren't on the map, but I'm going to keep trying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, George, think, what about you? Well, I think heard Pluto Pod is also our email at oh, Gmail yes. if people want to send us questions and comments about the show as they go through. Um, we would love to hear from you. We would love to get some questions we can answer uh, during the session. So yeah. please, by all means, reach out. Yeah. Yes. Thoughts about previous episodes. If one sh- stuck out to you, let us know. Yeah. Um, uh, as far as other plugs, you know it at this point. We got Best <laughs> Little Horror House in Philly. Talk about horror movies. It's a fun, casual time. We're having a nice time talking about things we like. We actually just talked about Psycho 2, in fact. What? (laughs) I know. Shocker. Um, But it's good. And in fact, I watched Psycho 3 and quite enjoyed that as well. So (laughs) I gotta gotta give another. I haven't seen those since the 90s. So like they're they are uh, very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that's those are my plugs is uh, check out the podcast and also the Psycho franchise. Yes. Nice. Always a good time. And I did just, uh, I, first and foremost, uh, you're already listening to it, but check out, we heard about Pluto. We got a whole back catalog here, guys. This is a fun podcast. It's just bringing some happiness and some celebration of the good things out there that really make you feel just good and smile. Um, check out Friendsman, I, a podcast that I do with my buddy, Nate Kiley, uh, where we, we're going through uh, the whole catalog of Friends and uh, talking about uh, what's good and what's very problematic in that show. <laughs> and uh, doing a, a fantasy RPG podcast with uh, Shampoodler Jeff Gibson and Chris Murphy uh, called Annals of Turd. That's T-I-R-D. Mm-hmm. Get your mind out of the gutter. So funny. And um, it's a very, very fun and funny romp in which uh, there's a lot of improv and there's a little bit of dice rolling um, as we explore a fantasy world that is created by Shampoodler. So that's... Hmm. gonna be the weird one for you <laughs> it's very funny it's a very fun show definitely and george's is great too subscribe to all of our shit and lo- <laughs> and like it and yeah catch us next week we'll be doing episode eight very exciting stuff um but yeah this is we heard about pluto we'll see you later Bye. Smooches.